You're listening to Shut Up and Watch This, episode number 12. Where am I? In the village. What do you want? Information. Whose side are you on? That would be telling. We want information. 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 You won't get it. By hook or by crook, we will. Who are you? The new number two. Who is number one? You are number six. I am not a number. I'm a free man. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to Shut Up and Watch This, episode number 12. I'm Dave. I'm Ashley. And we're a couple getting to know each other better by uncovering each other's pop culture and media blind spots and sharing the must-see movies and guilty pleasures from our past. Before we get started, a little bit of housekeeping. If you like the show, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a quick review on iTunes to help other people find us. And follow us on Facebook. Just search Shut Up and Watch This. And now for the show. What did we talk about today? So today is Dave's pick. Um, he chose our first television program. We've been doing movies up till now, but um, now uh, we've done a television program. Uh, the Prisoner. Uh, it's a British show from the 60s. 1967. 1967. Um, and I don't know that I can summarize it. Um, it's <laughs> uh, basically... How about the premise? Yeah. We find out it's a high concept uh, maybe the first high concept television show <laughs> um, about a, a, for, uh, a guy who resigns from some sort of secret service. And um, as soon as he's resigned, somebody comes and uh, knocks him out and takes him to a remote village where he can't escape um, and is trying to get information from him. He wakes up <laughs> in a lovely holiday village camp, yes. right? Yes. Band music playing day and night everyone loves band music people wearing multicolored capes and marching around so cheerfully mm -hmm. they seem to have a marching band like every day like for some reason <laughs> and it's essentially a village a remote village with its own little society and all of its rules and customs for we presume uh, former spies who know yeah. too much yes and um it's a lovely prison. He's there. Yeah. <laughs> he's given a number. What's yes. his number? Six. He's number Good. six. Yes. Talk to me about number two. <laughs> number two. He's the leader, I guess. I, I, I think of number two as yeah. like the administrator. Well, before we get too <clears throat> far into this, I yes. want to ask you why you chose this particular piece of media. Television piece, show. It's a piece, piece of, of media. media. <laughs> it sounds like piece of meat. Piece of media. Um... Oh, wow, this goes back so far into my life. So this first appeared on my radar before I even saw the show because my mom and dad watched this. It was a it was a big thing when it hit the States and was like on PBS and stuff mm. back in the 70s. And um, so I have early memories of my mom and dad talking about it and maybe me coming into and out of the room and not really. I don't remember seeing it, yeah. but I remember hearing them. My mom used to quote the like the opening mm. sequence with the you know, who are you? The new number two, who, who is number one, you're number six and all that kind of stuff. And mm. she'd say to me, like, you are number six and all that. kind of <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so it planted the seed. And then years later, um, when I was about 13, 14 years old, and I started getting super into all the geeky sci-fi shows mm -hmm. of the day, which when I discovered Doctor Who and Blake Seven and all of that stuff, um, uh, they were reshowing The Prisoner. Again, on uh, local PBS in San Jose, California, on KTEH. Mm. And um, 
KTH actually is in prisoner history as one of the one of the uh, unique episode orders that um, where they um, shuffled the order of the episodes uh, and uh, gave it a new structure. Um, You see it in the Wikipedia page as KTH. But I watched it on KTH when (laughs) they did that experiment with the with the host Scott Appel, who came out and introduced the episode and gave it some context. You know, like a DVD extra before Mm. we had DVD extras or DVDs. Um, and uh, I like immediately kind of became obsessed with the. Well, I don't know. Obsessed is a little yeah. strong, but I became you know pretty fanatical yeah. about the show. I mean, I didn't watch it over and over and over, and I f- have probably only seen the series maybe three times all the way through, yeah. three to four times all the way through in my life. But so it'd be like when I was thirteen or fourteen, I watched it all the way through, and it's just one of the weirdest, yeah. most interesting, compelling, intriguing, strange anomalies of pop culture yeah and um you understand why it has a a cult following and what you know it has such memorable dialogue and such a strange and interesting unique aesthetic to Mm -hmm. it um it's in 1967 so it's uh you know um counterculture and psych and you you know what i mean vietnam war is going on and it, it has elements of psychedelic stuff and acid trips and it's flirting with um the style of like european movies and new wave uh french new wave film editing and um it's got so many things kind of just thrown at the wall yeah um and then this fascinating story slash parable that's part spy show and part like the individual against the system yeah sort of thing (laughs) so um because it's one of the weird, this is a really long answer, but because it's one of the strangest, most interesting things I've ever seen, mm. and I come back to it now and again, I absolutely couldn't believe when I've mentioned it before that you didn't know anything about it. Never. I don't think you'd it. ever seen a clip of it. No. You really, you know, I would probably try quoting it or something. You had no. And I was like, oh my god, what would it be like to show this to yeah. you, just to kind of like, how, <laughs> what does this come across as? I can't <laughs> yeah. see it through fresh eyes anymore. You know. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. It was important to me once. I haven't seen it probably in 10 or 15 years, so it's fun to go and do a rewatch right yeah. now. I don't know if we'll do a full rewatch. We can address that during, well, during the podcast. I, I want, you know, I want to say that, like, I don't think two episodes is enough um, to, to, to get a full... I mean, at least in this particular thing, because I feel like the information is dealt out very stingily, you mm-hmm. know, because we're in... The position of of the spy guy number six so we know as much as he does so we're it's not one of those things where we know more than the character d- knows oh we're no see, he's in every scene so we're learning things as uh-huh. he's learning that's that. why the first episode yeah. we watched arrival yeah. is so brilliant because you get to experience every single thing he learns yeah as he as he arrives in that situation and quickly learns like the rules of the road yeah yeah, he has to do the whole thing where he runs around but town. Let's go back to us, yeah. because I debated with that. We talked about like how many episodes kind of give a sense of the show. So yeah. it, it must give you some kind of sense of the show. Otherwise, yeah. maybe we shouldn't be recording this right no, now. No, well, I just, I feel like there there's, I don't know. I feel like I got to, and, and maybe... I guess what what I what I'm, is missing for me is that I want to know more about the character, and we're not finding out about the character; we're finding out about the world, you know, as he's finding. So I guess it's just a slower way of getting to know 
him. Yeah. But like we don't know anything about him either, other than he used to be a spy. Yeah. And they've got him trapped in this thing, and right. they want to know I'm something. Posi- about I'm in a position him. here yeah. where I don't want to spoil anything yeah. in terms of like what we do or don't learn yeah. about yeah. him or what direction the series takes on. Yeah. So <laughs> we have to kind of go with surface reactions, yeah. I think, because. Like, I don't have all the answers. And one of the reasons why it's such yeah. a, why people continue to watch it and talk about it, why it has a, this weird underground following, um, hi, if any of you are listening, <laughs> um, is because it doesn't give any easy answers. No. And it's not a, it's not really a plot surface level show. Yeah. But it has like the exterior of an action adventure show. It's very interesting, you know, coming from this era of like binging, like, plot-driven sort of... I mean, this show feels very modern in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it. I mean, I don't think there's even many shows that are this good at keeping information contained. Mm-hmm. Usually they want to give a little bit more, you know. Um, so this is like... I mean, like, I could very easily see how you would want to binge and be hanging on the edge of your seat till the next episode and, and that sort of... I have never binged this show. Yeah. I experienced it... So when I watched it on KTH in San Jose, mm-hmm. it was on once a week. Sunday night yeah. was Prisoner Night. I think it was Sunday night. Sunday Science Fiction Night. Yeah. They did The Prisoner. They did um, Blake 7, Outer Limits, stuff like that. But so I got one episode a week. And even back then... I'm the way I am now where I was feeding in VHS tapes. And so I recorded it when it went out because I was like, this is so (laughs) interesting. I'm going to need to watch this again. So I had my homemade VHS (laughs) tapes of the whole show. I'm sure a lot of people out there have done this. But um, so I've never binged it. I don't know what that would be like to watch it more accelerated because it really definitely works as a show where you're, you almost, I feel like you need time to digest every episode. So I don't, know if it would feel satisfying if you binge watched it well it just it kind of because we we waited a couple days between the first episode and the second episode and i don't know especially watching the second episode i felt that sort of momentum and like it it does remind me of like you know back when tv was tv and things came on at eight o'clock on wednesdays and you watched it at eight o'clock on wednesdays and then you had to wait till the next eight o'clock on wednesday to watch it again and that sort of thing where you know it's your a, sh- a show that you're excited about mm-hmm. and then you watch it and it's so great while you're watching it and then when it's over you're like crap I have to wait a whole you know but it's exciting too because mm-hmm. you're like it's getting closer I don't know anyway there's that I anticipation feel thing. like it would be very disorienting to watch this show that quick to binge yeah. watch this show it doesn't it's not really a serial like we're yeah. used to now with like the longer form television seasons and with yeah. arcs and you know all of these things that play out breaking bad madman yeah. game of thrones it's not it doesn't continue in that sort of way like you definitely have discrete story episodes yeah. but there is there are there is an overwhelm you know it all adds up to yeah. something but not in the same way where it's like this is the episode we learn about x or there's yeah. a turning point here it doesn't quite work that way so you have episodes that feel distinct and have their own game at play mm. and their own challenge for number six, but then, <laughs> it into the yeah. So well, I mean, but even that, I don't want to tell you too much. Yeah, to me, that's that's the you know that's admirable to be able to do that. And like 
when I think of some of the great science fiction series that I've read, you know, I would Jemison maybe, N.K. Mm-hmm. Jemison, and this way that she has of like revealing information. She actually has um, a character that's that's the you character, like yeah, written the, in the yeah, second person, and and information is revealed as that character is learning it. But then, like, she just reveals this deeper and deeper and deeper world, and I feel like. That I'm, I don't know. I've only seen two episodes, but I think that that it has the potential to do that. You know. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm. Fa- I only have. I have fog. Well, okay. So I was gonna say I have very foggy memories about the series as a yeah. whole, but I have. But as we're starting to watch it, it's all coming back like yeah. a ton of bricks. Like I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna happen <laughs> later. Yeah. You know, or that's when he does this. Yeah. Um, so you don't have enough yet to really see, as you start to watch, I think you start to see patterns emerge and and you kind of get used to like how the village works and how the number twos, like what they try, what happens. We were just talking about this before we should. So number two again is the sort of the, the administrator, the chief, uh, jailer. Or um, the warden, sort of the prison warden, yeah. the, but the manager of the, of the village, of the village, whose job it is is to crack number six. Yeah. Whose job it is well, to, assume to it's get his information. Job to crap, I mean, to crack other people as well. I mean, not Ooh, this is good. <laughs> I mean, like, I assume, yes, of course it is. But I think they're all there for a he's reason. Aren't six, they? so he must be pretty important. If two is the second most important, and he's six, so there must oh, only be... Oh, so they're be... definitely more important than number 58 or yeah, number 137 or, or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I think one of them was 143 or something like that. So okay, the, but... I think those are rankings. And then there's obviously people who have like some information that might be sensitive, but it's not that important, so they just keep them alive until they're old and they die there, I guess. There's a whole retirement yeah, community yeah, there, right? Yeah. There's the, the old the, the old folks' home. Yeah. Like, there's a little sign. Mm-hmm. There's always Everything is nicely labeled. Yes. Um, our well, boss would actually really love all the signs everywhere. And they everywhere. have lots of um, uh, penny farthings, or no, yeah, penny farthings, or what are they called? Nickel? Uh. <laughs> so you clued in on something right <laughs> yeah, away about bicycles. him being important. They actually start saying that from the first episode. Yeah. I think in Arrival, the first episode we watched where he does, you know, a, yeah. a, a wake up in the village, um, there are conversations between number two, mm-hmm. one, I forget which number two, because um, <laughs> there's two number twos in yeah. that episode. Um, number twos come and go. I'll just yeah. say that. They get we replaced. Have four yeah. So far. We've seen two episodes. Um, but what I was going to say is in the first episode, they say something about, they say something like, well, you know how important he is. Yeah. This is an important case. Yeah. Like, so they're already talking about him as if he's more important or there's more at stake than the usual former spy who cannot, who they yeah. you know, have to extract information from. And it's very weird. What do they want to know that they keep asking him about? Know. They're not going to. Why did you resign? Yeah. Why did you resign? Oh, that's right. That's what they literally. Yeah. That's what they literally ask him again and again. And he doesn't want to tell them. I think it's. I mean, and I guess it's what you do if you discover all of a sudden that you've been imprisoned. Is he spent the last, the first two episodes trying to escape, mm-hmm. like half the episode or more trying. Let's to talk escape. about those escape yeah. attempts. In the first episode, um, he tries to run away down the beach. Yes. And he gets chased and by gets the chased giant by, jello ball or whatever Which that is. you now need to know, they haven't mentioned in the show, is named Rover. Rover, Rover okay. is the giant bouncing white ball. Okay. 
So even some of you who've never seen the show, you may have seen like across pop culture images of the giant random bouncing ball that mm-hmm. smothers people. I yes. think the Simpsons had uh, the giant ball oh, bounce they? in and number six come through at some point. Oh, okay. I remember that years ago. Um, oh. But anyway, it's kind of one of those pop culture weird things that you may have never noticed because you hadn't seen The Prisoner no, before. No, I hadn't seen that. And then you'll probably see it everywhere. Yes. Um, so yeah, he so so among so first things that he learns about how you can't escape. Um, he tries to get a, in a car in the first yeah. episode, take a take a taxi and drive him as far as you can. Well, this is only the local service. Yeah, and they can basically just drive him from one end of yeah. the village to the other. <laughs> um, he tries to get a map. He's trying to figure out where am I? Like yeah. it's literally called the village. Yeah, it's and in he, the mountains. They give him a map that says <laughs> your village. The mountains. And the sea. The sea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he asks for a bigger map, and they give him the exact same map in full color. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so then he tries to, you know, literally, like, burst the confines yeah. of the village and run off down the coastline, and the bouncing, our favorite bouncing ball, um, Rover, comes to so, smother yeah, him. Yeah, and, and he spends a good portion of, actually both episodes, either unconscious or under the influence of some sort of narcotic or something like that. That's true. Yeah. And then he, the in the final 10 minutes, what is it, 10 or 12 minutes yeah. of the first episode of Arrival, um, all of a sudden there's a plot to like steal the helicopter and escape. Yes. Right with the yeah, woman. There's who's, a random woman. There's a woman who's like the lover of his ex um, friend Cobb, yeah. who he also finds is in the village. Um, anyway, the helicopter. Yeah. Jumps into the helicopter, flies off, flies away, and then of course number like, two and the surveillance team in the in the green dome have remote control access yeah. and just fly him right back. He gets out. You can't leave the village. <laughs> you can't leave the village. And the second episode we watched, so we watched Free For All, um, which was broadcast number four when it originally aired in Britain, but um, for various reasons, it's sometimes now seen as a good, likely number two, haha, <laughs> number two, mm-hmm. episode number two. Mm. Um, so that one was the one, we had another discussion where I was very confused as to how their voting worked, because there's an election. Yeah. They spend all this time convincing number six that he should run to be the new number two. Right. Yes. And then meaning they, the administrator, the administrator. The, of, of the village. And they I mean they like spend a lot of time convincing him that it's possible. And he agrees to yeah, run right yeah, away. Yeah. Almost right away. I don't know. It seems like a long conversation and then he seems skeptical and then the German girl takes him to drink. And then they drug him until after the Well, he the starts election. running before that yeah. because he says, because they're like, well, you'll learn everything. Yeah. You'll know, you'll learn who number one is. Yeah. And um, he's like, well, I just might do it then. Yeah. And then the second he says, all right, all of a sudden all the campaign posters are made. Yeah. And they're like, all right. <laughs> like, so the whole thing is like a setup. Yeah. The election is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, to me, it seems like he should know. I mean, like, after the first day, and and maybe that's just the speed of things, like, he should know that they are trying everything to get the information from him. So anything, he can't trust anyone there. You know, so I guess that's why he he tries to run away again. But I don't know, if I were him in that situation, um, I don't know that I would be. But... (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, it seems like I would sort of start going with the system and like observing, seeing if I could find out, you know, play along and see. Well, you should keep track of what he tries because he will try different things. And so this one is sort of like, all right, let's let's play this game you're putting in front of me. What if I do run for election? (laughs) You're saying it's possible for me to win the election and be actually in charge. Yeah. Okay. Let's try that. Let's see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it's almost like playing them at their own game in this case. Um, and he does run. And then there is, there's a, there's a, it's funny to talk about a prisoner episode having a weird section. Yes. But there's a weird section where he's like um, given mind altering drugs mm. and hypnotized with glowing lights going boo yeah. and all that. And then for a while, he's kind of this puppet like r- running yeah. and like a, a vacant version of himself kind of spouting the truisms that they've fed him. And he's not really himself. Yeah. And then he breaks, he kind of snaps out of it again. And it's around then that they, that, they take him to the elk to the cave to yeah to um, drink alcohol. Well, I kind of wonder. I don't know because I don't know where this is going. Is like, are they? Well, tell me where is it? Where are do you they? Think? Are they just messing with him to show them that they're controlling everything? You know, it it doesn't matter. You know, let's sure let's have let's have him run for office. Well, let's look then, back at that episode. In see. hindsight, what did we learn about <laughs> what played out? Because we it's not the same thing as we thought yeah. was happening. Yeah. We thought. <laughs> what's going on? So, you probably never really. <laughs> you probably no. I'm not saying I know what's yeah. going on, but I'm saying, for instance, the the um, Slavic woman who's made to be his assistant. Yeah, thought, she's she? not speaking German. I don't you know what that is. Guys out there are going to correct me. I don't know if she's number fifty eight or whatever, but I can't remember her number. But um, she's made his assistant, and she kind of just babbles in her language, and he doesn't know I'm what she's sure talking. What he doesn't understand. That is, yeah. I don't know if it's a real language. I think I read. I think they made up a language. <laughs> <laughs> right. So she's very silly and, and, and gestures a lot and he doesn't understand a word of what she's saying. Well, by the end of it, we realize that she's actually number two. Yeah. Right. And so that wasn't she, what it seems. And seemed. she speaks English. <laughs> and if he wins the election, what happens when he won the election? Did he they keep their word? Everything. and, and no. did, Well, they gave him the keys to the castle. Yeah. What? Well, th- I, th- I think that... That just showed him that he doesn't know where the power is. You know, it looks like the power is there, but it isn't. Although I, I like the way you phrased yeah. that. It looks like the power <laughs> is like there, the but power is. Is there. the power is not actually in that room in the yeah. green dome. All that the room in the green dome has has lots of push buttons that make chairs go up and down. All the mid-century Herman Miller chairs. We're gonna have to talk about the modernist. <laughs> we design. are okay. So I I think it's very interesting because the village is a very like classical you know, Victorian style with the, you know, your, not romanticism, you know, neoclassicism. Oh my God, this is a real place yeah. that still exists that we yeah. have to go to. Yeah. Oh, it does? It's a resort called Port Marion in mm. um, Wales. Interesting. It's still, it actually looks, it was designed like that in the teens, I think. Mm. Um, I can't remember exactly when by, you know, this rich well, developer. Well, it's just very neo- neoclassic. Yeah. You know. It's amazing. But then you go into the green dome and you walk into this, you know, traditional parlor with a table and vases and and then you go down the stairs and it's like hyper modern, 
you know, you've 60s got the mod. what are those bubble eggshell yeah. chair kind of things? All, called? all Is, of the the you know chairs that are on the hipster chair posters that you can buy on Etsy. All of them. Do you know what those chairs are called? That design <laughs> with that's kind of a, a hollowed called. out um, oval. You know, that yeah, you just sit yeah. in like you're in an eggshell. It's. It's a pretty famous design. I mean, like yeah. I've, I've seen it in a museum too. And you've you got know. lava lamp kind of stuff yeah. going on on the big screen in number two's control room. Mm. Um, oh, you have the weird surveillance room with yeah. the guys on that kind of seesaw camera mechanism thing yeah. who just sit there looking through and going up and down and looking. And they're like they control like what cameras are seeing <laughs> and you know they they're the, they activate rover to emerge yeah. and. Well, I love the. He has a, a green. A yellow and a red uh, phone? wireless phone, like the wire, like these are the type. They look like the wireless phones we had in the nineties, I guess. Yeah, but, but this they is must have, I know it must have been like super, <laughs> you know, futuristic at the time. Um, that was a real yeah, phone design. Yeah. I, I I stumbled when I was <laughs> really? just messing around. I, I stumbled onto the um, prisoner. Appreciation Society yeah. six of one page, mm. and I think it was them. And there was a discussion about were those phones real, and they were trying to track down the phones. Yeah. And they they figured out that it was um, a, a model from I forget if it was yeah. Dutch or something like that that actually existed at the time. Yeah, of course they would love to find one on eBay, but they did not. So I I remembered as we're watching the show, um, it has a like the clothing that everybody's wearing. Gamine is the is the word for it. The sort of French simple mm-hmm. like turtlenecks and that that oh, yeah. that piped blazer he has. He has a piped black blazer yeah. with white with, with a, a mock turtleneck that uh-huh. he wears underneath it and sort of khaki pants. Mm-hmm. And everybody wears their number. Nobody yeah. has a name in the village, so yeah. he has his number six on a round button sort of thing on, on his chest. Everyone wears their number. Um, of course, he's, he's he takes the, it off pretty frequently. I think. Well, and he's always pushing back with, I'm yeah. not... Well, the, these first couple of episodes, they, th- his phone will ring and they'll go, yeah. is this number six? And he's always... <laughs> and, and initially, he's always like, that's the number on the phone. You know, he's yeah. like, that's the number it says here. <laughs> he won't answer this for yeah. quite a while. Well, you know, when we're talking about number six, he doesn't... I mean, like, to me... That's why I want to watch more, because I want to see if there's... Because, like, other than when he's sort of pretending or under the influence, like, he's kind of either very serious or yelling is kind Mm -hmm. of what he does, you know. So, and, like, he does this thing where, um, you know, he'll be talking normally and then all of a sudden he'll yell really loud. He barks really loudly. (laughs) So, I picture him, I think of him like a caged animal who's kind of seething. Like, like, so, there's a great scene in the first episode, the arrival episode, Mm where um, the radio is playing and he can't find it. It's being pumped in and you can't turn it off or anything. And he's looking around the house and, 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 and it's driving <laughs> him insane. And he's just kind of pacing and yeah. the camera's sort of handheld. And he's like when you go to the zoo yeah. and you see like a panther or something going back and forth in the cage and back and forth and back yeah. and forth. And then it stops and it stares at you. Yeah. And, and then it grabs something or, you know, yeah. that's what he looks like yeah. until he actually smashes the... Yeah. Hey, what happens when you smash a radio in the village? Uh, immediately a repairman. Immediately a repairman is at the door. <laughs> Brings like, you a new immediately. One. Well, it's very important that you have your radio so you can get the morning announcements. Yeah. You know. So, um... The weather will be lovely. What did you make of the village? 
village life, yeah. the villagers, like all of these strange details, the the colors they wear and their mannerisms and their be seeing you and, yeah. you know, the marching <laughs> band music that they play. It's, you know... I, Are they all individuals like him who have their own story? Are they spies yeah. who've already been cracked or, yes. you know... all all of that, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I have think the, that there's a good mix of all of those things, you know. There's um, people who know more than they say and people who are tasked with getting information from him and people that, you know, gave up a long time ago and are just, you know, living life. And, you know, there's probably still people that are trying to escape, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's probably all there. It's, um, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, they mentioned that there's sort of an allegorical aspect to it, and you can feel that, you know, in, in the you know, the way they present the villagers is just sort of, you know, yeah. pawns or... Um, oh, that's great. Well, or, there's so many references yeah, to chess and to yeah, pawns in yeah. the series. There's an episode called Check Checkmate <laughs> yeah. coming up soon that has a game of human chess played yeah. on a big board in the middle of the middle of the village. So they just, I don't know, they, they I mean, and then, at, at, you know... It, Sometimes they seem like the sort of clueless bourgeoisie sort of thing. You know, I think that they're representative of a lot of things, you know, and... I think already we get the sense that very few people are who they seem to be. Yeah. People may appear to be harmless, mindless, yeah. um, thought-controlled, and, and some of them are, yeah. and probably many of them are, but some of them are duplicitous and are... Um, either part of the number two's entourage yeah. or they've turned or they're or, <laughs> or yeah. they're playing both sides against each other or uh, we don't know like who are the jailers yeah. and who are the captors. It's true. Well, and I think that they also serve as like sort of a cohesive unit to sort of highlight his separation from them, his, I don't know, specialness or um, difference from them, you know, so they're more um, similar to each other so that he can stand out and, and, and be different in opposition to them. Yeah. I don't know. If well, there's a, there, and also, I mean, there's big time a message yeah. about conformity yeah. going on here, too. I mean, this Just get, is, with, get with the program, man. You know. I mean, think about what politics and um, the state of the world is in the late 60s, you know, yeah. with the Vietnam War going on and Kent State and all, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you've got people protesting for the first... You've got civil rights. Yeah. You've got the women's um, liberation movement. You have people speaking up. You have riots in the streets in some cases. Mm -hmm. You have... And, and then you have villagers who... Like, let's, let's just be safe. Let's just, yeah. <laughs> let's just do what they want to do. Yeah. Let's just play the game. Let's not rock the boat. Well, and you know, I sort of, cause they've made some reference to like, if you don't give up the information in enough time, like they're, they're, there's like a, there's time a limit. timeline on it. Yeah. Time like, limit. I don't know. And I, I don't know if they were implying that you could go back to regular society or, or they would kill you. Or whether they're saying they would brainwash you and you have to spend the rest of your life here. I'm not... Well, it's not clear what the threat is, but the threat we is that know. you have a limited amount of time to 
provide them with the information. Do they end up they like see. Charlton Heston's friend in the Planet of the Apes with, uh, <laughs> you know, brain surgery to, you know, so that they have no will left? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Well, I know, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen the whole show, but I do, I have to caution you yeah. though that like, p- particularly the early episodes, it does, even though it's as strange yeah. as it is, we're still mostly talking about it on the level of, of, spy story and like a man in a weird situation this kind of science fiction village prison Mm -hmm. but um many of the episodes later on will fall much more into the allegory camp well it just it feels very modern i mean it it just the sort of i mean it it's like i was trying to list some of the things that it reminds me of um shirley jackson stories Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, like well, the village just has that. It's like the lottery. Or yeah, something the lottery. Like that. I mean, all her stories. She may even have one that's called the village or yeah. something like that. Um, it reminds me. I don't. I know. I showed you a couple episodes of the show Aeon Flux, which was an MTV. Yeah, cartoon. I, I think we only watched like two, it's, so I don't really have a it's sense. It's a of very that. strange spy sort of thing mm-hmm. too, with a lot of political aspects to it and then also i mean like the two episodes that we saw had very little to do with one another i think other Mm -hmm. than they were the same characters essentially and i feel like aeon flux feels that way it it reminds me of wicker man in a way too the original not the the one with i've never seen either version okay yeah all i've seen are clips from the nick cage version when we went to the whatever the alamo draft house i wouldn't uh, be surprised i mean so that has a very Shirley Jackson feel to it as well. So, I mean, I, I don't know why that, that that particular, you know, where something weird is going on, you know, and you, you, you're you waiting to figure out what it is, you know. Um. So <laughs> it's good that you have lots of questions about where is this going. And there's only going to be more questions. Yeah. There's going to be more questions that, than there are answers. Yeah. And it's, it's probably a good thing to know that I, when... When the series ended, and I don't want to tell you exactly what happened, but people were so angry Mm. that I think that Patrick McGowan, who's the actor, but he was also Mm. the writer and creator, um, got death threats and moved his family over to Ireland for a while. Weird. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) this was a show that set up all of this, like, we're going to learn everything. Yeah. And then did not deliver Deliver. that in the way that people wanted or expected, Mm. although it did deliver something very unique and powerful. Yeah. Um, But... People who wanted everything tied up neatly yeah. were very upset by it. And the TV studios had to put out pamphlets and things trying to explain, bit, you know, <laughs> what. <laughs> so it really caused kind of a, it was really kind of a problem. So that too was probably one of the weirdest things that yeah. transmitted as a, as a ma- fairly mainstream spy show. Because. Yeah. To give a little background, because you didn't get to read much about it, Patrick McGowan, who's the writer at Star, was the highest paid British actor on television at the time. He was the star of Danger Man, which Mm. we called Secret Agent here. And so when he was signed to do another show, which was going to be co-created by the by the writer, like one of the main screenwriters of Danger Man, they thought they were going to get that same kind of a thing. And so it skirts that line. It's kind of yeah. like that. And it definitely, he could be playing that character, John Drake, yeah. the, the spot. He's very much that, that plays that same sort of James Bond, but you know, angry and tough and seething yeah. kind of no nonsense spy. 
but now he's number six in the village. But you don't have a sh- you did not get a traditional action adventure man from uncle no. or or something like that. Instead, you had this b- show that doesn't even know what it wants to be. Yeah, I think it was also an issue that Patrick McGowan and his co-writer George Markstein. Um, had different ideas about what they wanted to do with the show. And in fact, they completely fell out Mm. with each other. Each of them claimed credit for coming up with the idea, and each of them wanted to do something different. George Markstein wanted to make it a traditional spy show like they'd done before, Mm. and Patrick McGowan wanted to push and push and push it into this level of, like, you know, let's take on conformity and and surveillance. (laughs) And, yeah, he's the David Lynch in that marriage. Am I the David Lynch in Ark? Uh, never mind. <laughs> I don't think. Okay. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> anyway. Sometimes. <laughs> um, so that's partly why the series is often um, like something twisting and pulling in different directions. And you get some, there are going to be some episodes that are more straight than the ones that we've seen. You know, that are yeah. like, oh, wow, that's that's a funny, intricate and strange <laughs> plot, you know, and it, and you can just deal with it on the level of plot. Final thoughts? Final thoughts for me? Uh, let's do final thoughts for me. So what I think is interesting, and we were just talking about this, is that you know there was that, that dichotomy between the, the guy who wanted to take it in, in the sci-fi direction mm-hmm. and the guy who wanted it to be traditional spy show. Because like in the very, like, I think it's very interesting. We very quickly get to the village because in a, like a minute and a half, there's a little montage right at the beginning. Uh-huh. That the opening sh- sequence. That shows him resigning. It shows his file going into a That's file. the credit sequence. Yeah. I mean, that's the opening the, credits. Um, it shows him driving away and packing up his stuff. And then all of a sudden there's poisonous gas in the room where he is. And he wakes up in the village. But he wakes up in his yeah. room. Yeah. And it's now in the yeah. village, which is even freakier. Yeah. Because it's a replica of his apartment. Of the, oh, I didn't notice that. It's, it's a replica of his apartment. That's- so when he gets up and it's like, you know, what time of day is it? Opens the window. He doesn't see London yeah. outside. He sees the village. And that's another freaky thing. Yeah. So that's the... Um, well, and he... His apartment looks out... I I noticed this on some very modern... For the time mm-hmm. built... They would have been brand new buildings. On those skyscrapers. I mean, they would have... I mean, you look at them and they, they were probably built in the last five... You know, if this came out in 67, they yeah. were probably built in 62 or 63 or something like that. Very modern looking buildings. Um, and then he wakes up and he's in this green, you know, neoclassicist village. Um, but I just think that that was striking because you think you're getting, I mean, immediately you think you're getting a spy tale because all those tropes with the fast car and the zipping about a well, famous Well, you get town, a spy tale, yeah. but you get so much more. Yes. <laughs> you really can. But you get it in, in a minute, you know. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. yeah. You have a whole movie play <laughs> yeah. out in about three minutes. Yeah. Um, so I guess I want to ask you, like, what questions do you want this show to answer like what is it set up for you i want to know more about six number six you know i want to know what it's funny it sets you up to be both number six and um the organization that's trying to get more information out of him because you also want to know why he resigned or mm-hmm. what the circumstances were, or, you know, what he did before. So it, it actually puts you in both roles, which is interesting. Well, here's uh, a question for you. Who runs the village? Is the village run by, one. no, but I mean, <laughs> w- 
This is uh, the what Cold War. This is the Cold War. <laughs> yeah. Is this Britain in the West that runs yeah. this? Or is this the other side of the Iron Curtain? I you know, don't know. We don't yeah. know that. <laughs> he doesn't know that. And he's always trying to find that out as well. Whose side are you on? Russian collusion. So I guess the big question is, would you watch more of this show? Yes. Oh. How lovely. Lovely. <laughs> oh, no, you should have said that would be telling. That would be telling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I haven't absorbed it into my uh, psyche yet. We'll That's fine. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll have to watch more. Did you see we got a letter this week? Um, we got an email um, yes. feedback um, because we announced that we were going to be doing a show on Facebook yes. on The Prisoner. And we got a note from Ruth who says, I'm so uh Sorry, she says, I'm figuratively on the edge of my recliner awaiting your next podcast. Since you're discussing just the first two episodes of the show, will you be dedicating the next eight episodes of the podcast to the remaining 16? And we, (laughs) (laughs) followed by many emojis. Um, And we all know even that isn't enough time to do justice to this program. I can hardly wait. Um. We probably can't do, do, <laughs> do, switch the show over to a prisoner podcast, but maybe we come back after we've watched more. Yeah, with a wrap up of some yeah, kind. Yeah, we could include a little update on our progress or something like that. Maybe I think we should do that. Okay, and then you can let the world know, and then we won't have any time for anything because we will next week. We are also doing a. Are we doing a television <laughs> We're show? We're doing next a television week? show that I'm. I'm introducing. Do we need to break this podcast into another podcast? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Shut up and binge watch this? Binge watch or, this, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I guess this has gone along long enough, I suppose, so we should um, release you guys from the village for yes, the evening. For the evening. Um, but thanks we'll for We'll collect listening. you with large bouncing balls at some point, though. Rover will be watching. We'll be watching. We'll be watching. Um, so this is episode number 12. I am... Number six, you are number eight. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening and um, catch us again in two weeks. Bye. Bye.